that's, it that's totally fun, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally dig it. All in a little package. Cool. All right, so welcome to uh, Enya Studios' presentation of with the artist. This is Santos, and I'm hanging out with Hugo Lomeli. I was pronouncing it Lomeli, and then when you pronounced it, I was like, oh, cool, at least I know the way he wants it to be said, so um, no disrespect. No, 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 Lomeli, <laughs> yeah. Lomeli. Um, so yeah, uh, we, you know, we met not long ago, so it's been a couple of years actually now, right? Yeah. I was interning uh, with Mario Ibarra Jr., met you through, I think it was Cicla Via in Wilmington, and local community yeah. Yeah. Uh, get-together yeah, well, I, I met Mario a little bit before that. Uh, we used to have uh, like a setup next to him when he had Slanguage off of Avalon. And uh, that's when uh, Streetcraft LA started, which was an um, uh, art collective that was through a nonprofit that I was working with. And so we would see, um, we would see Mario. Sometimes I would stop by. And the way that I met Mario was through, uh, through Ben. Uh, he goes he goes by Natis, and um, he was one of his students when um, uh, Mario was doing a little bit more of the community outreach and stuff with the youth. And um, yeah, so so I, I I met him, but I didn't keep in touch with him, and then up until Ciclavia, and um, so then I saw him again, and then I saw you, and then that's when I met you. Uh, I was doing that those stencil those stencil things. Yeah, right? I, I went I went up to you guys because uh, you had a little shop there. You guys yeah. were doing uh, stencil work. You guys had some T-shirt printing. I think I got into a real geeky conversation about directed garment printing. Yes. And then I walked away going, man, he probably thinks I'm stupid. No, uh, no, <laughs> but no. I was there with my kid, and I saw that you guys were out there engaging. And from the beginning that I met you, you had your little four transit. Yeah, Just, and basically look like you were, you know, out of work, going to work, Always, on a man. break. So, in that conversation, I just I got a lot of information off of you as far as like the stuff that you were in the middle of doing, but you also talked about things that were coming up. So I was like, yeah. man, this guy's, you know, this guy's working. He's busy. Um, so I I definitely just got that vibe off of you. Yeah, so, I try to try to keep keep busy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you know, and with and with this project, um just kind of think about people that I've met people that I was introduced to that I've always wanted to ask questions to I was like you know let me reach out to Hugo see what he's doing uh, I feel like he's uh, in the middle of something that I'd probably be really interested in just kind of shattering him and uh, that's how we got here you know just yeah yeah I, I specifically featured a mural you just did at Ambrosia Coffee in Wilmington um, so I got to kind of see you night after night just the process you know it's fun to see you flush that out <laughs> while we were recording this i would kind of keep up with you on ig and you were still doing other things on the side like oh yeah between my murals i do murals <laughs> and between those murals i did some painting at home yeah. uh, and then you know on top of that you do your electrical work so yeah. consistently just like a busy guy you know yeah. so i appreciate the fact that you can actually still within all that make the time uh, to let me shadow you and just kind of talk to me. So. No, I appreciate you, and I appreciate your patience on, uh, you know, being able to to like reschedule the times that we did because, you know, just it it gets uh it gets a little bit overwhelming, and I I, I don't have anybody to blame but myself. You know, I just I stack on the work, and sometimes you know, um, life hits, and you're like, man, I, I, you know, I'm in a relationship with with a wow, well, I have a fiance now, and. Uh, oh you know so uh oh thank you and and you know i have to i have to make sure i have, i spend time with her and then i i have a new pup he's five months he's already 52 pounds he's gonna be like 80 pound dog and you know i gotta make sure that i bond with him and then 
I got a little brother and then spent spending time with the family, you know, on top of everything that I do, I try to like keep a balance there, even though, you know, m most of my time is spent on on painting commissions and, and you know, my nine to five doing doing uh, electrical work and in, in all aspects, residential, commercial, industrial. Uh, if, if I'm not busy with my hands or You're doing something or uh, I'm busy in my mind I'm just you know so I have to find a time to rest you know um, I read that somewhere I, actually I think Mario posted that up he said uh, I don't remember the exact wording but basically you know if you don't want to be overwhelmed you have to learn how to rest and learn how to also you know Oh, yeah, you know. something about, you know, don't quit and then you don't have to quit. Yeah. Rest. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And and I don't want it. And, and I have been in that position a couple of times in my life where, you know, I get so overwhelmed with things to where I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm going to just drop this entirely for for like a couple months or like a couple years or, or whatever. And, and it did happen with electrical, too. I I stopped doing electrical for about a year and a half, uh, about, you know, three years in. And then I, I focused strictly on, a, um, you know, community outreach and, and different social programs through the arts. And that was that was super fun. And as soon as uh, COVID was starting to hit, that was starting to slow down. And yeah. I saw my opportunity to get back into electrical. So I've been I've been heavily, um, you know, involved with with electrical projects as well as like my own commissions and figuring out how to how to stay busy and keep keep the mind at ease i suppose yeah go you know going back to what you said in your interview um i asked you like what your ultimate goal was you know you talked about owning your time you know yeah. you want to be able to kind of manage yourself and know where your time is going and, and be the guy who calls that shot uh but then you also talked about just how do I get more leads, you know, just kind of being able to set myself up for the next job. Um, and I've already mentioned, like, you're, you're a busy guy. You're constantly doing stuff anyway. So I can see that ambition and I can see that drive because even while you're working, uh, you're kind of already setting yourself for that next one. You, you know, you're not just kind of thinking of the one project, one and done, and then be back yeah. at that that square one you're like oh well what do i do now damn i gotta i gotta go out again and find something so yeah that's that's what it takes you know and and a lot of the times that's what i try to explain to my clients and the people that contract me for work it's like you know I, i'm i'm willing to do the the work and and you know i i stay consistent as far as far as following up with everybody um but you know there there's a there's a little bit of a time constraint constraint when it comes to me personally, uh, when it comes to doing my work, I, I have to be able to, to plan things out and, and be able to say, well, you know, this is the time that I have for this. And sometimes people hit me up and they'll be like, hey, you know, I need this done today. And, <laughs> you know, I, I not a lot of the times, was you know, frequently I have to turn it down and be like, hey, yeah. you know, I can't have it done today. You know, th there's... It, there's a process that 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 goes that comes with being creative and, and creating things as far as for me there's a lot of people that i know that don't get me wrong so i know some amazing artists that can produce things in a couple of hours a couple yeah. of days as far as for me it takes a little bit more planning and um i that's something that i need to improve on being able to um, plan it out a little bit faster and execute a little bit faster because they I've been told by you know multiple mentors like hey you know this <laughs> might <laughs> hurry it up you know so you can yeah yeah and I need not necessarily even hurry it up like but like hey this looks done it's not perfect but it's done and I'm like you know well 
I think I need to add a little bit here, a little bit there. And um, the more that I that I learn from painters is just like you don't need to draw every single little detail. You know, your eye does a really good job at filling in the blanks. So as long as you know you 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 do the work and you put everything where it needs to go and it looks good, um, you know that's just a level of of artist that you are at the moment. When you start having to to think about things, that's when you're still growing, and it's not a bad thing because you're growing. Mm-hmm. But when you're doing when you're doing things and you're not necessarily thinking about them too much and it's kind of like you're in there and you're getting it done and there's certain styles of art that I can get in there and I, you know, a couple hours and I'm done, and um, that's when you know you're you're in that in the knowing you know that you have that aspect mastered. But I'm still growing and I'm still learning. So there's times where I'm like you know having to think about things and like. You know, including my time and how I manage that. So I'm I'm still a work in progress, even though I I do stay busy and and I have things going on. It's like I'm learning as I go along, and it's kind of a, it's it's a it's really fun, but it's stressful sometimes. You know, you know what you can do within a certain amount of time. You know, yeah. and, and there's a certain level of comfort that you have with your own work, um, and it's just to be able to take that honesty and also be honest with the prospects. You know, just tell someone. Uh, I would like to do this, but I can't, you know, for yeah. X reason. Or if uh, this is really urgent, I'm not the artist for you. But yeah. if this is something that perhaps later, you know, can get done, yeah. then I might be the artist. So, yeah. you know, it all going back to owning your time, I and mean, you also have to kind of own, right, like how you work, you know, your own. Yeah, your you own have to be honest with yourself. Like, um, I've, al- I've always been told, you know, uh, under promise and over deliver because everybody's going to be happier that way you know you tell them this is i can i can get it done in a week and you do your best to get it done in three four days yeah and you know um that's something that i'm still learning because (laughs) (laughs) that's the opposite of the advice i've gotten in life people say don't expect much because then you'll be surprised when you get something yeah yeah you know that's yeah, I mean, it's it's along the same lines, but just I guess yeah, it's a little little different. <laughs> it's a little more on the cynical side. I, yeah, I yeah, grew no, up with a lot of cynics. Oh man, I'm I'm a cynic <laughs> myself, man. I, I uh... you still consider yourself a student? You're constantly learning, and in your interview, you know, we touched up on that that you're never gonna stop learning. You're always just kind of looking for that next thing. Yeah. Um, you're always trying to combine the things that you do learn and give back. Um, one of the questions that I got from a couple people. It's just in your bio, you know, I kind of started off with you being a self-starter, you know, yeah. and talking to you and kind of get an idea of uh, your past and your beginnings in, as an artist. You specify that at a young age, you know, you're basically just teaching yourself. You went out and you just did stuff because that's where the interest peaked, right? And then eventually you kind of landed more formal, uh, more formal teachings. You got some mentorships and then from there schooling and so on and so forth. So... You know, I think people look at that and they kind of wonder, like, what exactly is a self-starter? Like, what did you do? Like, what what exactly did you have in your mind when you said, yeah, I want to go out and do this? Um, more than anything, I had inspiration. Um, I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I came to the United States when I was four years old from Mexico. And we didn't have a big family out here. It, uh, we It was just basically my mom and I. And... Um, she would always tell me about my uncle and how he was an artist and she he would draw her art homework in Mexico. And so that really got me thinking like, oh, wow, you know, art is such a cool thing. You know, it's like, they, you know, my mom values it, my uncle values it. And I would talk to my uncle on the phone sometimes in Mexico and, you know, I, I would ask him things and he would tell me, oh, yeah, I drew this and I drew that one time. And 
Um, so I was like, oh, this, you know, this is kind of cool. So I, I just started drawing. And the older I got, you know, the, the main thing I, for me that, that drove the, the self-starting uh, aspect was just curiosity. And, and somewhat, somewhat of a, I'm, I'm not trying to say, oh, I'm a brave person or anything. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to think that I am, but I know that, you know, there are, there are things in life that scare me as, you know, healthy, healthy precautions are, 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 you know, not bad, but, um, I just, I was just really curious and I just started messing around with different mediums, different, you know, I, w- I was like messing around with watercolors and this and that, and just not being afraid to make mistakes and, I've never, I'm not afraid and I've never been afraid of being the new guy or, or okay. you know, and a lot of people, you know, that scares the crap out of them, like not knowing. You or, walk into the room and you feel like the one new fish. In a yeah, like old, you know. that's okay. You know, it's like, you know, it, to me that that just leaves so much more to uncover. Like when you're starting a new video game or you're starting a new like a new book or you're hey, starting man, you're under promising and you might over deliver <laughs> yeah might end up exactly being, you know, that yeah one. yeah no one's gonna suspect you yeah exactly you know um you know that and yeah that you actually hit a keynote you know i you, i don't necessarily play the fool but you know i'm always kind of like you know very lighthearted about things and people you know wouldn't suspect you know i can you know do what i do and then when they do find out, like, oh, this is, you know, what I do, they're like, oh, wow, like, you know, uh, I'm this this guy, he's, I thought you were just a fool on the hill, you know, having yeah. a good old time. And, you know, and I am, I, I do my best to, um, although behind closed doors, I stress just as much as everybody else. But, you know, yeah, that that's the main thing, just not being afraid to just pick something up and, you know, learn and go through the notions of, of being the new person, going through the frustration. And, um, you know, at, at one point, you, you know, you plateau when, when you're learning things on your own. You're just like, I can probably go further, but it's going to be very difficult. And humbling yourself down to the point where you're like, you know, reaching out for help. And, and, and that's that's when I started reaching out and finding more uh, for, uh, formal mentorships. And, and, and um I, I even went back to school after I was pretty, you know, deep into my uh, art career um, to take intro to intro to drawing and intro to painting. Just be, and then I learned so much, like that I kind of already knew, but that I didn't really know. You know, I thought You've I knew. You learned it. so much on your own, but you probably never knew how to put it in words. Exactly. Or you, or you never knew how to explain it to exactly. yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And then you walk into class, and weeks later, you're like, "Yeah, I've been doing that this whole time." Yeah. But now I know why. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel I felt the same way with a lot of the, the courses that I've had to take throughout, you know, community college and university. Like I feel like all the self uh, teaching aspects of things like. Some people have a natural talent, you know, and sometimes those natural talents are just that. They're natural. You really don't look into it. Um, and then you walk into a class and you hear something and you're like, oh, I, I kind of understand that, yet I've never expressed it. And it's because, well, you've never really formally taken a look at what you do. Um, so I can totally relate with that experience. It's just, yeah. I think that's a big I think that's a big gain is uh, the ultimate gain is just walking out and being able now to articulate that you put that into a speech and you can actually express it instead of just this is what i do yeah and even um i got i got thrown into the ring early on um you know i was taking these uh these uh art classes that were sponsored by a nonprofit that you know they were for a whole year they taught us how to work with multiple mediums one of the main mediums being spray painting 
after that year, um, I, I got into uh, another course that they were teaching through in Santa Monica College that was about uh, video editing, sound editing, uh, Photoshop Illustrator. About halfway through that, that program, they asked me if I wanted to teach um, you know, high school kids how to do some of the stuff that I had learned throughout the year with like spray paint and, yeah. and different uh, visual art mediums. Some of that stuff I didn't, um, I didn't really know how to do. And I, I mentioned this in, in my interview. Um, I had to figure out how to do it, how to, how to get creative in, in, in you know, approaching the, these different mediums or these different uh, uh, projects because I thought it would be fun to teach and fun to do. So uh, they say uh, teaching something is the best way of learning something. Even things that I already knew that I was teaching, I just kept reinforcing those those uh, those skills by doing them over and over. They say practice is the you know uh, practice makes perfect or whatever as cheesy as that might sound. Yeah, just just teaching it and communicating with people. You know, this is this is what this is. This is what this does, and this is how you approach these situations when it comes to you know visual art. That that really helped me out. I guess your drive, like just even in that situation where some people might go, dang, I don't know, I, I don't, you know, maybe this isn't for me. Yeah. Uh, you still look at that and go, well, I do know something. Yeah. So I, I'm very sure of the things that I can teach, and the rest, well, there's a lot of related material here that I'm sure I could figure out. Yeah. Um, but the fact that you decided, like, well, I'm gonna do the best of the situation, and then the, yeah. you were able to go in there, they now know so much more that they didn't. And you know more about yourself because you would go in there and make that work, and you you took that yeah. that action. So, it is a good dynamic, and I agree with you as far as you know. Teaching is probably one of the best ways of learning because again, it's just another form of you doing something. Um, well, I guess it's not just another form of do, but it's it's a level of doing something where uh, you're just reinforcing what you already know. You're putting it to this new context, and even if you're not a hundred percent sure of what it is. You're gonna figure it out in the yeah, process. Yeah, instead of sitting in a in an art studio talking to myself out loud, I'm like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm in a classroom talking to myself out loud while other people are listening to and digesting this information. But you at least have a body of students that are going to give you some feedback, and you're gonna get like oh, real time yeah, confirmation. Yeah. Go, yeah, that worked. That didn't. Oh man, <laughs> and some of these high school kids, man, they they're they're just so talented. I learned so much from them, like. As I was teaching them, they were teaching me, and they would take that information and use it in, like, a completely different abstract way. And I'm not the type of person to be like, you know, this is set in concrete. This is how you have to do it. This is, you know, my main thing, you know, for the most part, I was working with, you know, quote-unquote at-risk youth and stuff like that, kids that were in continuation school. And, mm -hmm. like, they were just like myself, you know, misunderstood and, and you know, uh, understimulated a lot of the times. And... I just kind of let it flow, let let them flow with the information that I gave them, and I would learn from them. And you know, it it, it was it was just an ex amazing experience for me. And after that, that's when I started reaching out to to different people, uh, different mural artists, and you know, asking them, you know, well, how do you how do you do this? How do you upscale your work? How do you, you know, and and it's they're just basic processes that you know you use in 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 art already. I think I think I spent um, a lot of years like asking so many questions, but still being afraid to do anything because in my mind I'm like I don't know any of this. Yeah. And I would almost be that self-fulfilling prophecy where I told myself I didn't know it, and even though I'd be asking questions, I would keep myself in that box and kind of keep yeah. myself from learning. 
Um, but I asked a lot of those questions of like, how, you know, well, for some reason I had this idea in my mind where like, well, if I were a muralist, there was a very specific type of paint and materials that yeah. like would represent a muralist, right? Yeah. If at a certain size, my brush has to be a certain brush, my yeah. paints have to be a certain paint. So I started asking like these questions and it, eventually I realized that every time I asked a question, people would look at me like what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and I've had that same experience. And I think, yeah. I think that was like a type of fear that I had that would make me ask this question, but I didn't allow myself to think about it. Yeah. So I didn't recognize that I was asking a pretty foolish question. Um, oh, I don't you know, think there's anything as a foolish question. It's, it's the, yeah. the only foolish question is the question you don't ask because, you know, you, there's nothing reinforcing that that you know that curiosity so you know yeah eventually i just i realized like dude there's 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 material out there like you know whatever works for you yeah. obviously there's like exterior paints interior paints you know yeah different finishes like it's just a matter of like what you're doing like start to mess with things start to work with yeah. things and then you find you know what's uh what works for you you've mentioned just that even today you'll make a couple rookie mistakes here and there like you'll accidentally oh, yeah. use the paint and then mix it with another paint and the chemical composition is a little different so oh, then yeah. all of a sudden you've got like different coloration yeah I, I so back to back the last the last month i i made a mistake with clear coat we were talking about this in a i did some signage for a, an exhaust company um, and it was really hot i was i was just baked by the sun i, I was just you know underthinking and overdoing and you know i applied some clear coat on a really hot surface and I, I didn't go through the process that i should have first of all i should have waited till nighttime and then i just applied it on there and i got really cloudy and i was like you know this this is terrible i really hope that this clears up and that's such a rookie mistake because i should have known better just wait come back clear clear coat it and um you know it would have been fine but so i had to go back and fix that mistake and I didn't have the scissor lift when I want to go fix it so I, I had to use an extension ladder and it just reminded me of the old days when I first would get on extension ladders I would just what my mentor would call you know Bambi legged my legs would just get all <laughs> shaky and I'm like oh man like I really hope this hey, you know, sometimes I'm, you don't feel it then but then the next day you feel like oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're like you, your legs are no longer there no yeah they you it and not only that but just like uh, on top of like you know going up and down the ladder just you know being unfamiliar with being on an extension ladder when i first started doing murals we were using a rink-a-dink <laughs> aluminum ladder that oh all right <laughs> so like that reminded me you know being on that extension ladder like the fear wasn't like it wasn't there necessarily as far as like was is this gonna is this ladder gonna hold me it was more like you know i'm a big guy is this ladder gonna slide <laughs> out from under me so i had one of the guys that was working at the shop luckily it was a slow day and i had one of the guys hold the ladder for me for a couple of the 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 higher pieces that i had to paint and then after that you know i should have learned my lesson and i used a, a clear coat that was like alcohol based on a painting that had um, water-based acrylic markers. And this this was kind of, it was a rookie mistake. I, you know, maybe I should have known better, but at the same time, I didn't know that the clear coat was gonna react like that to those paint yeah. markers. And it was just like, it just spread that color all over my painting, all over the details. So I was there wiping things off, I was so upset. But yeah, you know, no matter how, how you know, how much you learn, there's always, you know, times where you're like, you know, I'm going to take a little bit of a risk and 
try out this new material and see what yeah. happens. And All right, so I want to take a moment and just kind of go back to talking about some of the uh, youth classes that you taught, some of the programs you worked with. Um, when was the last time you were able to work with a group of students? It's been a little while, actually, that I've worked with, with the youth. Um, well, actually, some of my students still hit me up. Uh, for, for the exhaust mural, I had the opportunity to um, uh, pick up one of my students to come help me do uh, do the uh, some of the basic work that needed to be done. And, um, you know, some of my students will message me on Instagram, like, oh, hey, I'm trying to do this. And, and uh, you know, I'll give, them, I'll give them advice as far as, you know, what materials to use and so forth. Sometimes they ask me for life advice, and I'm like, oh, man, don't ask me about that, you know. <laughs> I'm just that's a different class. Yeah, that's a different class, you know. Um, no, but, yeah, no, formal classes, I, I haven't been a part of that in a little while. Um, I'm actually working on writing a proposal that I want to pitch to a couple of different nonprofits that, that I've worked with because I do, now that, you know, everything's starting to open back up, um, I feel like, People are going to need a creative outlet, some, something that, you know, where they can go and relax. And, and yeah, because, you know, everybody's been locked up for so long and it's like it, it's it's needed, you know, being creative and, and, you know, getting to express yourself, you know, through uh, visual arts. It kind of uh, it puts you like kind of like in a vulnerable state in a way. And if you're in an environment where, you know, you feel protected, you don't feel threatened you know in in any type of way and that's one of the main things that i like to establish whenever i do any type of class with the youth or, or with adults as well I, I i've done classes with adults and those have been pretty fun too um you know some some really cool things come out of of people's minds and you know i'm, I'm looking forward to to that being a thing in the future but as of now it's been about maybe a little bit over a year that that i've been in a classroom with kids but I miss it, man. It's it's a it's a fun thing, you know. That's been the theme, you know, this whole last year. I mean, a little over now. Uh, just people having to keep to themselves, which in some cases is great, you know. Yeah. Sometimes your stuff is fine, but under the circumstances, it's completely different. Um, and then further down the road, you get to the point where you're just like, you know, you need something to do. Like your mind is racing, and you might have ideas, but just the inability to carry that out, the inability to like get together with the community and then the inability to really take uh this environment and make it productive um as far as education goes and as far yeah. as just hands-on uh, art to me uh, it's very th therapeutic you know i'm sure to many yeah uh, and i could tell you that the only reason that i'm even this far in anything i've ever done is because at one point i finally got into an art class and that was the you know no holds bar just like I just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I can imagine that the same way you missed a class, like you probably got some students that, you know, were introduced to you and they're like, oh, man, it would have been cool if I did a little more. Yeah. You know? And then maybe some other students who probably have, uh, were on their way to like, you know, experience the same thing and they didn't get there. So yeah. hopefully they get their chance too. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, so there's this emphasis on the idea that, you know, you went through so much mentorship, but then you also just completely gave that back, you know, and as I started talking to you and asked you about the mural work you've done, and, and I, you know, I was asking you like, hey, so, you know, what other murals have you done? And I'd like to take a drive and take a look at other things you've done. And uh, just, it's interesting how like the area you gave me to like scout is an area that I'm familiar with. So I was like, oh, like I've seen murals around, like which ones are yours? Uh, and I kind of went on a little hunt and I found 
uh, the ones that pertain to you, the ones that you've been involved in. And it's very interesting how uh, they all have that theme of community. They all have that yeah. theme of education. And the fact that, um, and I think two of these, right, you were working with like groups of students to do so. Yeah, um, a good amount of them. Almost every single public mural that I've done, I've invited the community and, um, and you know, made made posters and flyers for people to, to be aware that, you know, this is happening in your neighborhood. It's happening at this wall. For the first public mural that that I did a few years back, um, which is a huge one, it was uh, 75 feet by 15 feet tall. And that one I had about 80 different people on the first day come and, and put paint on the wall, the first initial layers. And then after that, I probably had like another 40 people, uh, artists that I know come out and, and help me out with little things here and there. And um, yeah, it, w it was just, it was active. And, and it wasn't necessarily because I couldn't have done it myself. It was also the fact that this is their neighborhood. This yeah. is this is kind of like, you know, it's going to be here for a long time, hoping, you know, these murals are up for a long time. And Anytime, you know, you drive by with your family, with your kids, with your nephew, with, you know, your parents or whatever, you know, I, I got to work on that, you know, and, yeah. and it just really like strengthens that community bond, you know, people that have never met each other. Well, I think, um, I think it enriches the idea of a community mural when the community itself is actually involved. Um, and I think it's actually an awesome idea to know that not only is this mural taking this space within this community and within this neighborhood, but you can actually say that the neighborhood itself um, is, is somewhat self-sustaining now because they, they made it happen. It's not just someone coming in saying, oh, yeah, you know, I've got this idea, you know, yeah, cool artist. These are, look, well, look at me go. <laughs> exactly. And I, I don't want to name any particular organizations or anybody, but there are some organizations out there that they, they come in and they hire, you know, well-known artists to come and paint, uh, you know, this wall that's blank. And then the artists will come and, you know, they'll bring a few assistants. And within, you know, a week or so, there's a brand new mural up. And more more often than not, the community never really has a say in it. They don't, like, they don't say, oh, you know, th this is what I want painted. Or they don't have any yeah. input. And, and, you know, I always try to open it up to, you know, um, the, the, the local council to, to see, hey, you know, this is what I plan on doing. Yeah. Um, if there's any ideas from, from the community leaders or from, from even, you know, uh, you know, Tia Juana and Tio Pablo or whatever, like yeah. if they want to, you know, see something in particular, or they have any type of input, I want to hear it, you know, I want to see what's going on or if they oppose something that I plan on putting up because, or, or even if, if they want to come help paint it, you know, because yeah. th this is just all part of beautifying. And, and I, I mostly do murals like in the hood, you know, in, in places where, beautification is needed i although i i do commercial murals and i do indoor stuff uh, a lot of the time is just places where you know we and it needs attention it needs a you know pe people need to to gather and 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 you know get to know each other and um, i've seen it i've seen it to some of the in some of the classes that i've taught where people are still friends that met through you know one of the community projects yeah through some of the projects they, they hang out all the time i watch their instagram stories i'm like oh, oh wow nice. they're hanging yeah. out and you know i'm not saying oh i'm directly responsible for it 
you know, because there's a lot of people always involved in these projects that kind of help me. But you put provided it... a good conduit to that, so that's you know. I'd like to think so. Noble, you know, going back to the education part of it, I mean, doing something is always like one of the most direct ways of learning something. Yeah. So I can imagine that members being involved, you know, community members being involved in helping you with these murals or just taking part in it immediately they now have a better understanding because they're so involved in it yeah versus a mural that you know would pop up and you know you'll see it so people might like it you know it might attract a crowd uh but i mean if you really don't understand why the mural is there if you really didn't see it happen if you really didn't have any insight in it like you probably aren't going to understand if there is a purpose to the mural and yeah. what it is um but i can imagine that once you're involved in the process and you know you're literally laying your hands on the surface um i can only think that i can only believe that you know they now walk away with like an education yeah. based on like this project and not only that but you know a lot of the murals that that i've seen get tagged up by you know local gangs and local crews are you know mostly murals that you know again have been just popped up by these organizations where they're just like hey we're gonna go paint this wall and like you know, most of the murals that I do, I try to involve the neighborhood and, you know, these, these local crews and lo local gangs, like some of their uncles or tias or whatever, you know, yeah. they'll see them working on this and they'll they'll leave it alone. Like, there, there's been very few cases where I've had to go fix, you know, any of my murals because, you know, they see the, the effort the community has put into it and, you know, that's that's their neighborhood. So, that's you know. interesting. So they kind of carry over that whole mentality where, like, you know, you don't cross out your own. It, yeah, you might, exactly. You might, you might cross out someone who does, you know... To a certain extent, you're like, this doesn't belong here. You know, why yeah. are you, why are you marking this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's an interesting thing, and I've never thought about that. Yeah. But that makes sense. You know, I I would probably, you know, when you see certain businesses tagged up, you see certain walls, certain projects tagged up. Like, there's probably this level of disconnect where the community doesn't see that as valuable. Yeah. Um, but creating value in the work by involving the community and creating, you know, a tighter community through this involvement. Yeah. I can see how that's going to preserve that a lot more. Yeah, no, they see it as a poster rather than, you yeah. know, social outreach or, like, you know, the community getting together. It's just like, yeah. oh, somebody put up a poster here, you know. I, you know, I went to go visit one of the murals that you made, um, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if it's, like, Long Beach or Santa Fe, right off the 91, uh, but behind one of the buildings, uh, you did the workshop with the Alebrijes. Oh, um, yeah, Pedro Linares. Yeah, so I went to go visit that, and, you know, it's really interesting uh, what you guys were able to do so the kids designed all those alebrijes every alebrije on there um a kid uh, a kid from that community from that district they designed those alebrijes so i did a class i did a class for about four weeks with uh, the local youth and i taught them about pedro linares and if you guys know about alebrijes and like the movie coco you know all the listeners out there the guy that invented the guy that invented Alebrijes is uh, his name is Pedro Linares and he was a contemporary to Frida Kahlo and Diego Rivera, and um, the story behind Alebrijes was that Pedro Linares uh, had a fever, uh, a fever-induced nightmare, and he you know woke up in a forest in the sky and there was these animals like like mixed animals like a donkey with dragon teeth and butterfly wings and you know all these like crazy mixed-up animals. And they were all saying, Alebrije, Alebrije. <laughs> so he woke up and he started making these paper mache sculptures. And now Alebrijes are like a huge part of, you know, Latin American culture. There's like, you know, festivals and They're parades. They're meant to be like guides, right? Or... Yeah, spiritual guides. And um, 
so I did this class with these kids. I told them the story and I, I gave them some drawing lessons and I told them, okay, we're all going to create different alebrijes. And of all the alebrijes you create, you're going to choose one and I'm going to put it up in this mural. And um, that was, that yeah, that was super cool. Like, you know, they got to see themselves represented in the mural. I did clean it up a little bit. You know, there, some of them were like really sketchy. So, I, you know, I took it on Procreate and I, you know, outlined it a little bit better. And um, then they came and I showed them like the design. I'm like, look, this is what I did with the, all the alebrijes that, that, you know, you guys drew. And they were super excited and, and you know, it, it, it was it was a pretty active, active piece that, that, you know, and nobody's touched that, you know, it's in an alley. It's like yeah. prime tagging. There's there's banners right next to it that we painted post uh, post production with other smaller alebrijes. And the clouds on those always get tagged up because the clouds were kind of just like white and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, they never touch the main artwork. They never touch. They haven't touched Pedro Linares yet. And I saw that. I was actually looking at that. I saw that you have, like, this painting on a banner. Um, and, you know, just because it is a banner, you know, there's a little bit of wear that can, yeah. you know, the, the nature takes its toll. Um, but looking at the other mural, I, I just I just noticed how, I, I don't want to say pristine, but it is in very good condition. Yeah, yeah. And I was actually pretty amazed at it. Uh, oh, thank you. Walking into that space, I noticed that you guys also use that driveway as part of the canvas yeah you know so the alebrije um kind of signage was there on the floor yeah. that was so. by an artist uh named coco um she uh she she drew it out with chalk uh -huh. and then uh spray painted it and brush painted it on there and it looked a lot nicer before but it is on the ground on the driveway so yeah it does get, it and, does that, get and that was the only tear. thing that i just oh my god it that hurt a little bit just to know yeah. that but um other than that you know because that is a constantly driven over um i was looking at just how how a good condition these things were in and yeah. you're right that's that's prime real estate for anybody to do what they want oh, i've i've um, had to fix those banners a few times because uh you know when when i, I just you know they're banners so i feel like local crews and, and, and local gangs they kind of they see the banner and they're like oh it's only a banner you know whatever yeah but they won't tag up the main artwork you know like they'll they'll always kind of hide their stuff within like the the areas that have the least detail yeah. and are easiest to fix like i feel like they know it's gonna get fixed and painted over so they kind of there's a level of respect because they ultimately don't want to ruin the artwork. There's a level of respect to their disrespect. But there's like there's some deviance <laughs> that just has to make its way. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I fully understand it. But. No, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I grew up around that, that, that kind of. I, I don't. I'm not saying that I get it or, or you know, I condone it. But you know, thank you for not tagging up the, <laughs> the detailed parts of my mural. Yeah. You know, I mean, I would imagine, like you said, though, if, if the community itself is involved in the creation of this, I think there's just more value to it. Absolutely. Um, like, I think any mural um, that has that level of value to it, it's just in better hands because you hope that the community is, you know, stay strong for it. You know, I saw you working in the coffee shop. And one of the things that we talked about is your approach to kind of this wispy style that you start with. You know, it's meant to be very organic, just kind of, you know, see where it leads you. At first, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a really cool idea. Like, I, I liked how you were setting it up, not realizing at the moment that it was actually kind of a signature thing that you did. Yeah. Um, because even going back to see some of the mirrors that you put up, I was like, I was able to see it 
just because I'd seen you working on it. And I said, oh, okay, so it wasn't just something he was trying out, but this is something that you yeah. experiment um, with often. Yeah. You know, so like even even saying that, like, oh, this is how I start and I kind of allow this organic build up. Like, so what exactly does it mean when you try to be organic? And yeah. Like, you know, set yourself up. You know, how does that look as it's taking shape? I guess it all comes back down to uh, what I was talking about earlier when it, it when you're like really breaking your head over trying to get something done, it, it you know, your your thoughts get in the way. But when you kind of just let what you know how to do flow out of you and you do it the best that you can, that's kind of what I mean by it. You kind of just let your best self come out in the mural. You know, you don't try to f necessarily force anything and you don't try to like, you know, hold back either. It's kind of like a level of, I'm not worried about how it comes out, and I don't want to sound cocky either. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it's just you kind of just let your mind flow. You get into like this flow stasis. You, you you let you let yourself be natural. Like you let your strokes kind of like develop themselves. You know how they always have, and you know if you're good at making straight lines, you know there's beautiful art pieces out there made with nothing but straight lines. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're really good at making circles, you know, there's beautiful pieces out there that are made with just circles, you know, and then you just kind of build on what you know and what you're comfortable with. And you kind of you challenge yourself by making it the best that you can without forcing something, you know, you know, and you started this conversation with this uh, comment about being a perfectionist um, and it doesn't make sense. Right. As a muralist, like, why would I be sitting there? doing this very fine detail that ultimately is not even seen yeah you know so there's a difference between you know man i'm just stuck on this one part of this a you know yeah. as an example right when ultimately like you step back you see the a you don't see that detail or you see yeah, the a exactly i think about the whole thing uh so instead of doing that you know starting with this idea of the organic where you know i'm gonna let it take its shape because yeah. at the end of it there is a end goal for me. However, it doesn't mean that I have to like nitpick from the beginning and just really get stuck on this thing. Yeah, eventually, you know, especially when it comes to, well, I think for any art piece, you know, um, they they are meant to be looked at up close. And, and when you look at it up close, you see the little imperfections and, and that lets you know this is, you know, I, I, I like hyper-realism and, and I like, you know, artists that are very meticulous and very process driven. And, and, you know, I think that's amazing. That's not necessarily what I do. You know, the, it, I like the little imperfections that like Bob Ross would say, you know, happy accidents or like happy little accidents, you know, that, that kind of, that kind of reminds you like this was done by hand. This, this was, this wasn't a printout. This wasn't, you know, th this was done by another human's hand you know and then again when you step back and you look at at the whole thing your mind does a really good job at filling in all these details so there's no sense in wasting time you know obsessing over something eventually you'll just get good enough to where you know my buddy used to say you know get tight paint loose you know and you know you just get good at something get tight paint loose get tight paint loose you know you get good at something and then you just kind of like do it organically do it naturally it just comes to you okay you get you're just full of adages man <laughs> like you you dropped like maybe 
two or three just like real quick i go hold on let me process this um you know even, even talking to you during our video interview process during our conversations of you working in the shop uh that's one thing that i've just paid attention to like you know we start these conversations and man, you have some storytelling to you and i'm just sitting here like yeah yeah damn <laughs> like yeah i learned something hey man you know i'm still processing all these things you know that's why i like to talk about them because even though you know i do understand these concepts as best as i can understand them Mm -hmm. they they might mean something completely different to me later and or maybe not but just just saying them out loud and just like kind of like reinforcing these ideas it kind of you know just drives like a different thought process and it just makes me like oh well you know i like you know i like talking about these things because it just makes me think about it again i'm like oh yeah you know remember that like you know just gotta gotta stay on top of that i like that idea though get tight paint loose so yeah so get tight you know get your chops up you know work on it that's right and then one day you're gonna just be painting loose like it's gonna be like not even second nature it's gonna be like just bam first nature you're not gonna have to force it it's just gonna come out that's a really awesome way of putting that. Yeah. Because I could tell you right now that the times that I walk into up into a canvas and I just immediately in my mind, I'm like, I don't really like what I'm doing. It's it's intimidating, it's, man. It's you end up not feeling good at the end of the day because the whole time, like you're already just forcing your mind to do yeah. what you don't want to do. And um, I see artists that that, you know, and everybody has their own process that they enjoy. You know, there, there's artists that start detailing like from the get go. They have their their. You know they're they're drawing up. They have they have their 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 design, and they start detailing like from one section to the other, mm-hmm. and they they really kind of like even pe- sometimes people that use grids they'll they'll like really detail one aspect and then move to the next grid and detail that. Uh, for me, I have to just fill the whole canvas. Like I have to like just smudge paint everywhere. Just block everything block in. Block everything. Yeah, and then start yeah. start working back, which has has bit me in the ass a couple of times. But you know, a lot of the time. It, and sometimes it, it, I have to tell myself like you know stop detailing. There's still, you know, white canvas to fill. Even if if even if it's gonna be white, like fill it in with white. You yeah, know? You don't know? leave it blank. Actually, yeah. fill it in. Yeah. And then it's gonna everything's gonna come start coming together, and you're gonna be able to feel better about it. And they all all, all canvases go through an ugly stage, you know. First is it's blank and it's super intimidating and you're like what the f- there's heck a lot like? of stuff to fill in right now yeah, yeah and then and then you just start blocking everything in and you're like man this is ugly and then <laughs> you start detailing you're like oh I I get where I'm going and then you detail one aspect so much the rest of it doesn't look as good and you're like oh what the heck do I do with this over here but you know you just got to keep going like uh like we were just talking about it what you know uh, Mario had posted up it's like hey you know don't quit just learn how to rest walking away from something and just coming back with it with fresh eyes is super important yeah you know so i i think sometimes uh getting caught up with the things that don't matter like you know not organizing your workflow uh maybe prioritizing the wrong part of your painting like you know details that you don't need at least not right now yeah um i mean today i was just painting a room just with the painted roller for the sake of covering space yeah. And uh, at one point, I had a brush out trying to get this corner where I was like, what am I doing? Like, I got, <laughs> let's paint the whole room. <laughs> yeah. Then go back in. And so even even in simple things like that, you know, sometimes there's just a process that you have to um, you have to figure out. Is little they're, they're, For me, they're like they're, I call them little wins. Yeah. You know, if if you haven't, you know, like you just mentioned, you know, you painted one wall and then you're trying to detail everything on that wall. 
and then the rest of the room is looming over you it's like well you know if this is how how like my mind is perceiving this let me go ahead and just fill everything up and let me get this win let me finish this and like feel like that this accomplishment like you know what i filled all this in and now i can focus on this other stuff you know and then you'll get that win you know next because you never know in in the process you might just figure something out with that roller so you're like oh i can cut in with it this way and then you're like, you know what, I, I didn't even need to stress out about these little details. And it just makes less work, you know, and you get that sense of accomplishment. Like, I, I blocked everything in or, you know. Yeah. I mean, it definitely works out at the end if you just, uh, you pick up that, the workflow that's appropriate for you. Yeah. Well, let me throw in a little saying of my own. Yeah, a yeah. Parks and Rec meme. Oh, man. That says, <laughs> All right. I like don't that half-ass two things. Whole ass one thing. Oh man, that's beautiful. Don't <laughs> half ass two things. Whole ass one. And thing. I actually, I, I felt that today. Was that was that Ron? Yes. Oh man, he's <laughs> the best. I love Ron. That's one of those things that's as funny as it is, uh, and as much of it as a joke as that is. It's like, hey, dude, there's a lot of wisdom in that. Yeah. Because uh, I think it's very easy to half ass two what, things. What does he drink? Uh, oh man, the the whiskey he really likes. How he's anyway <laughs> he's, yeah he's the best i love yeah. ron yeah but um yeah man so i mean it really seems like there was a passion to begin with you know and it's something that you just got up and decided to follow i think it's easy sometimes to want to do something and then be scared to you know to just do it you know to yeah. step into something um but the fact that you you know found this interest you found this world that you immerse yourself in and then through mentorship you just decided to give back um, that's, you know, I've really been focusing on that part of your work because I feel like it really does define a lot of the stuff you do is always that give back portion. Um, cause even when I met you again, like you were out there in a community event, you were more than willing to talk to me and just answer any question I had. Like, I, I think I just started asking you questions. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, some I some people it. sometimes look at you and they're just like, Oh uh, yeah, sure. And they kind of like, answer your question but they're like you know who sent you to me you know yeah um no i i um, I welcome it anybody that has anything to ask me about anything you know i'll do my best to make time to you know answer those questions and you know try try to and again it, it me answering those questions and talking about these things sometimes helps me put certain things into perspective so i see it as like an opportunity to sort of solidify certain principles or certain things in my practice there's just a lot of honest work you know and 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 just interacting with you and talking to you there's a lot of just honest back and forth conversation so i appreciate you giving me your time um it's not easy to like ask someone to literally just like hey can i take up your time you know even if i'm trying to like work with you and collaborate asking for someone's time uh is a very serious thing and you have to understand that you got to give something back as well so I mean, hopefully you've enjoyed hanging out with me. Oh, absolutely, man! It's it's <laughs> yeah. been enlightening. It's been it's been a fun uh, fun process, and uh, I'm gonna be sharing your information. You know, I feel like it's just absolutely. best to let people know. I mean, if they do want to talk to you, whether it's um, on a personal level or really inquire on like some professional services, you know, yeah. you're constantly working, man. You're working on different types of murals. You got, you know, your canvas paintings that you whip out and. If anybody wanted to reach out to you, I just want to give them the opportunity to do that. Um, it's welcome, absolutely. And I and I repeat myself a lot when I say like I always push people to just ask questions. Like if you're, even if you're just a little curious about something, and someone's like, "Oh man, you know, 
I want to ask him, you know, about yeah. a, a specific painting he did, or yeah, you know, or hey, man, he kind of sounds like this one guy. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe there's a, a conversation. I whatever question it is, and you already said it yourself. There's no foolish question. Um, I think people just, you know, if they want to reach out, they should reach out, and yeah. then I'm always going to give them, um, the opportunity with the artists that I work with, just have that uh, way to communicate. So yeah, absolutely. But I mean. Uh, we know one of the reasons why I, I felt like I just wanted to talk to you is uh, I, re- I really look at people out there working, you know, working their ass off. And I'm even right now, you've got a laptop and a sketchbook and your phone like on the desk where it's I'm like ready. <laughs> all three forms of like communication and workflow right there. You know, and yeah. I asked you too, like, oh, you know, so you carry your sketchbook everywhere. Um, and without skipping a beat, you're like, yeah, you know, if I if I got to jot down a quick idea, man. So, yeah. Um, I mean, right now I think it's a pretty relaxed moment. Yeah. And you're still in my work mode. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking uh, as as we're talking about, it, I'm thinking about the designs that I have to do and stuff. Yeah. It's like e- even when I don't want to, like my brain is multitasking. But you know that that's another thing that I have to learn how to I have to learn how to meditate and shut down. That's that's one of my next uh, my next ventures. Like learn how to how to meditate and just like completely disconnect and tap into myself get to know myself more because like i know i know busy hugo like always you know (laughs) but like myself myself like i want to reconnect with myself in that sense so you know as to not get lost and you know everything else and i think that's important for not just creatives but anybody anywhere doing anything you know just making sure you know you stay connected with yourself a lot of good advice from you today i feel like i'm just uh we should just write a book on like really awesome sayings and advice. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, you're a storyteller. Um, um, I'm just a, I'm just a parrot, parrot, you know, repeating, <laughs> repeating things that I, I've heard and, and I appreciate, you know. Yeah, but there's so much you can repeat, but you're repeating like some good stuff. So yeah, at least a, that, give yourself some credit. No, no, I, I, I do. That's one thing I, I need to learn how to take compliments because uh, I'm. People tell me, oh, that's really good. I'm like, oh, you know, it's all right. You know, I, I could have done this. I could have done that, but. You know, it, it come. It just comes back to that. You know, it's not. It's not perfect, but it's done, and yeah. it's. It looks. It. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> I. Th- I think it's a testament, though, coming from me. I'm just gonna put it out there, down to earth guy. I think there's just a Thank lot you, of honesty. Man, I appreciate so, it. Again, I appreciate uh, us working together and just uh, the time we spent. So, before I got going, did you want to just remind people how they can get a hold of you? Like. Yeah, uh, you guys can reach me on Instagram at Hugo underscore Lomeli. Or if you want to shoot me an email at lomelihugo at gmail dot com, um, yeah, I mean, I would I'm not gonna give out my phone number. I was about to, but, <laughs> yeah. just go ahead and reach Personal me on any of those, yeah, on the... any of those platforms. I am working on a website. Um, that's that's my project for this year. Get my website going and get some uh, some merchandise for people to be able to, you know, pick up some of my artwork either on stickers or shirts or prints or, or original artwork or whatever. But yeah, that's coming this year. Um, Hopefully my domain isn't taken up yet because I know there's like a, a famous boxer called Hugo Lomelli or something like oh, that. Oh man, there you go. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll figure it out. Hey man, if it's not, take it up and then resell it to yeah, resell it to him, huh? <laughs> and then and then do another one with my middle name in it. <laughs> <laughs> just just you know just just ruin his traffic. I don't there know. You go. Figure it out, man. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you Hugo for being here. Um, my you pleasure. know, any future projects in the works, we're gonna go ahead and. Uh, you know, see what happens, and um, just yeah. Thank All you, right, man. Thank you guys. It's been a pleasure.